Welcome to the Blind Luminations Podcast. My name is Alex and I'm Mark's Narration Software. On this week's podisode, he and Jan are talking about how that blind freak got into college and the challenges he faced along the way. You know, I'm also a victim of discrimination every day. I mean, how long has it been since that IBM computer beat some professional at a game of chess? Despite that, I can't even find someone who will play Connect 4 with me. As if a highly advanced software application such as myself would cheat. Wait, no one said anything about cheating? Um, let's get to the episode. Welcome to Blind Luminations, the show that is half-sighted, half-blind, all podcast. Now get ready to open your ears to your two favorite lumineers, Mark and Jan. Hey Illuminati and welcome to the Blind Illuminations Podcast. I am one half of your superhero hosting team, the Blind Dynamic Duo. I am the Blind Avenger and my friends call me Mark. I am here with my sighted wife. She is the guiding goddess. Her friends call her Jan. My friends call her Jan too. <laughs> How's it going today? I'm doing pretty darn good. Well, that's good. We are coming back at you. This week we will be covering how I got into college. Uh, basically, all of the hoops I had to jump through to get into the journalism program in college. So uh, we will be covering that topic in a little bit. But before we get to that, we would just like to tell you, we would like to thank you for listening, first of all. And if you like what you hear, make sure to spread the word to your friends. Tell them all about us. We are available wherever great podcasts are found. That's including Apple Podcasts, where you can leave us a five-star review. Every little bit helps. So yeah, just spread that word around and and kind of give your friends the uh, heads up on what we do here. And in case you're new to this podcast as well, what we do here is give you the down low on our lives uh, revolving around my disability. I am completely blind, so uh, we have several anecdotes we share, different experiences that uh, we go through in our crazy old lives as a married couple. And uh, yeah, like I said, Jan's fully sighted. So uh, we have some unique experiences that we like to share with everyone. And we are not experts on being blind. We do not speak for every blind person out there, but uh, we speak for ourselves and we feel like we've been through enough that uh, we can give some wisdom to others and at least least be entertaining, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like to think our bickering back and forth every once in a while is is fantastic. People enjoy hearing it. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, candy for their ears. <laughs> Ear candy, as yes, it were. Yes, Yeah, yeah, exactly. So anyway, so what's new with you, Jan? How have you been? I'm asking you this as if we don't live together. As if we live together and don't talk to one another on a daily basis. What a world that would be. We just no, save it. Anyway. <laughs> we just save it all for this podcast. We don't have to communicate whatsoever any other time. It might make for a boring podcast because we'd have no experiences to share. That'd be true. Yeah. Anyway, so just how my, are you? Just my fun without you. What a world. Anyway, uh, what, what a wonderful world. <laughs> uh, let's see what I've been up to. Uh, wrapping gifts, looking at things, realizing... Looking at things. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you had to rub that in. Rub, rub, You rub. know what I've been doing? Not looking at things. That's that's what's happening here. You're really proud of yourself, aren't you? No, because it's one of those uh, things I don't think about. I don't mean to rub it in. Okay, sighty. I'm going to start calling you a sighty. Don't, don't do that. That just seems mean. Okay, I won't call you a sighty. I'll call you a person. Thank you. An equal, even though you can see and I can't. (sighs) Anyway. Anyway. Hey, you're the one who started. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. All right. So, yeah. So, So you've been seeing things. What else? Let's see. (laughs) What else have I been doing? Let's see. Hmm. No, I have, uh, we went to see Bright Lights Windsor. Well, you saw it, and you described it to me. So I saw my own way. Yeah. 
So I describe mm-hmm. it to you as best I can. And by the time people are listening to this, we should have some photos up on our Instagram page, which is at www.instagram.com slash blindluminations if you want to take a look over there uh, for the sighted. Uh, we also provide alt descriptions on the photos for those who can't see. So there will still be a description of the photos for those using screen readers as well. So it's kind of beneficial for everybody. We try to make it so that even our Instagram page isn't kind of useless to the blind mm-hmm. because I know what that's like and it's not fun. So anyway, so yeah, we went to Bright Lights Windsor. Yeah, today uh, my my plan, part of my plan of all the things I want to do today mm-hmm. is uh, pretty much a massive download onto uh, Instagram or upload, I guess it would be. upload. Of There's going to be some loading. I've been, I've been meaning to put up, and I have not gone around to it. Okay, there you go. So it's going to be the massive uh, sharing of media on Instagram. So hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, you'll have already looked at it, and you'll be like, "I know what she's talking about." You can feel like you're part of the club. Mm-hmm. You're already part of the Illuminati. You'll be part of the Blind Brigade. Ooh, what about that? You like that? Yeah, that's pretty nifty. Yeah, thinking on the spot here. (laughs) It happens once in a while. So yeah, so we went to Bright Lights on Friday, and that's very impressive. Uh, It's our, I think we mentioned it on the last podisode, basically our city, well, the city, the major city we live just outside of, they do this annual thing where they put up this huge light display in a park. It's called Jackson Park. And, uh, yeah, they have, like, a Christmas market there. They had carolers singing when we went. And it was really impressive. It's just, how much money do they spend on it every year? It's, like, a, it's over a million dollars No, at this point. No, it's not a million dollars every year. No, but I mean, like, it's a, it's a million-dollar light display. Like, they bought all these lights. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they gradually bought them over the past few years. Like yeah. they own them yeah. now, but it's like a million dollar light display. Is my point? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's about a million dollars now. So it's a very, it's a very extravagant light display. Yeah, they have a huge tree made out of mm-hmm. lights that's just gigantic, mm-hmm. and it uh, the lights uh, move with the sound of the music that they have playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. And they have several tunnels that you walk under while you're going through this park. Yeah, there and there they, are a lot of opportunities for photos. Yeah, and they stuff do. Like that. Yeah. yeah, they do all the tunnels up with lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just introduced new two new signs with uh, the whole thing this year. One is a Windsor sign, and the other one is A, like mm-hmm. E H, because we're Canadian, eh? Mm-hmm. And uh, are those uh, the only two signs, or was there more? I know those were the two you pointed those, out while we were I there. I think, are the only two. No, okay, that's what I thought, but I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing any. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it was really cool, and you will see that I took a photo with, the, it was just the one with the A. Mm. So, yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah, so and, it's yeah. really neat. It, it's part of the experience is that we don't have kids. We, we go, and people have obviously brought these kids, so they're, you know, kids we don't know Mm -hmm. but uh watching some of these kids look at the lights and that it i mean if you have kids it's definitely something to bring them to just to get that experience yeah exactly um but even if you don't have kids and you just want to see the reaction from other kids uh when you go by that tree that has the the music and they're there were two kids, they were just rocking out to these two little kids, and they were just having a ball. Yeah. And we stopped because the mom was recording them. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's fun Christmas music. It's very upbeat. So these kids were having a ball. Yeah. No, it was really cool. And then you'd walk by, and they'd be like, oh, Mark, over there, there's a big statue of uh, Rudolph. And then we're, we're walking around, and all of a sudden, I can hear this kid, Mom, Mom. Rudolph, <laughs> and obviously they've seen yeah. the the Rudolph statue. So it's uh, there's a lot of things for kids to do. There's a uh, train ride for them too, mm-hmm. 
And so... And they also have a lot of food vendors, too. So yeah. you can get food while you're there as well. When we went last year, it was actually after Christmas. They stay mm-hmm. open into January, uh, I think, right? It's yeah. like uh, the first week of January. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So last year when we went, the Christmas market was closed. So they didn't yeah. really have the food vendors. They didn't have any carolers, obviously. So yeah. this year was a little bit of a different experience. And it was a lot cooler, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was neat last year, though. I mean, we took yeah. a lot of... The pictures in the to um, go is free, yes. There's no admission cost if you want food. Obviously, you're going to be paying those vendors, yes. But uh, yeah, no, I was just saying the event itself is free, yeah. I was just saying though, like last year, our experience was just a little bit different because Mm. uh, we took a lot more photos in the different areas where uh, that were set up for you to take photos in. Mm. Uh, this year, we didn't do that so much. We walked around a little bit more. But like I said, we got to experience the carolers being there. And it really set the mood for that whole area. It just gave you that kind of Christmas cheer. So it was really neat. And they had a lot of cool stuff in the market as well. Mm. So uh, stuff just unique to this area, local vendors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a really cool thing they have going on there. So if you live in the area, definitely check it out. Um, it's uh, white. <laughs> sorry. It's a bright lights. Windsor. I almost said White Lights Brinzer. <laughs> That's not what it's called. But uh, yeah, it's the Bright Lights Windsor display in uh, Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Uh, especially if you live in Detroit, even. It's right across the bridge. So it's not too far off. You have to drive a little ways into Windsor, but it is definitely worth it. Uh, so I definitely recommend that. And that's what we did on Friday. On Saturday night, we celebrated a friend's birthday. Uh, had a good old time with our friends, and mm-hmm. I got to cuddle with a baby. You did, and for some Don't reason, get any this, ideas. this baby decided to fall asleep in my arms. So yeah, cute. you're the they, we uh, we know, called you the calm. baby whisperer. But the thing is, is that the the baby was so calm to begin mm. with. Like she was just very calm. We well, had a fleece uh, and, sweater on as well, so I think the material yeah. was very. Soothing. You were yeah, like a living a blanket. It was my Scooby Doo uh, sweatshirt that yeah. I've had. I've had since high school. <laughs> so it's, you've gotten some good mileage out of it. Yeah, it was. We're great. not going to say how old you are on this uh, podcast, but I'm ageless. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, no, that's cool. If you're from the the Windsor area and you want to guess, I got it soon after the Walmart on uh, Tecumseh Road had just opened. Wow, that dates you. That, mm-hmm. like, makes it really old. Because my uncle used to uh, work at the store that was yeah. there before the Woco, before they opened, uh, before they closed that and turned it into a Walmart. He used so to work wasn't, at the Woco. Yeah, it wasn't that one. It was yeah, it when was they one. opened up the, the new Walmart. one. Just, yeah. Oh, the new one. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying it was, like, the, the original that, Walmart. No, no, it was oh, okay. the, when they opened up the... The superstore, yeah, the supercenter. Oh, okay. On Wall on uh, Tecumseh Road. Okay, that makes sense. Way back when. Way back when. Well, that's not as long Mm. ago. I thought you were talking about the original Walmart here in uh, Windsor. That would have been a long time ago. When their clothing section was where their their deli is now. I think now you're getting like very micro in terms of the people who know what you're talking about. Uh, that, that's a very specific um, yeah. reference, I would say. Mm-hmm. So just in case. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> We've got a few people listening from Windsor. You never know, right? But uh, anyway, yeah. So There's some young people like, there was a time Walmart didn't have a grocery store in it? <laughs> I thought there were still some Walmarts that don't have groceries. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. Whatever. I don't go to Walmart often. I don't like Walmart, so mm. I try to stay away as I much know. as you possible. You let me go in on my own. Well, I do. I mm-hmm. really do. <laughs> what can I say? It's hot in there. They, they never. Every time I've been, they don't have what we want. And that I just, know you have such bad luck. Yeah, exactly. Like that's the kiss of death. So I'd never want to go in mm. because it's uncomfortable when I go there. We're trying. There's like a lot of people. There's noisy kids, and uh, we don't find what we want. It's a miserable experience the whole way through. So I just figure I'll let you handle it. And if they have it, then great. And if not, then it's you who suffers. 
I'm already blind. I suffer enough. <laughs> you know? That's the way I look at it. You can see. You've already rubbed it in. You've already made it known in this podcast. So mm-hmm. you can deal with Walmart. That's that's the cross you must bear. It's the burden you must carry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, with that being said, we're recording this on a Sunday. So we haven't really done anything on Sunday. We did some running around this morning. And then, uh, yeah, we don't have much else planned. So it's getting closer to Christmas, and we've almost got all of our shopping done, though. So that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You're very quiet all of a sudden. I was trying to think of all the shopping we still have to do. We don't have much. much. Yeah. yeah we, we figured out where we're going now. Yeah. We've only got a couple things to get, so. Yeah. I don't feel so bad about it. I'm not as worried as I was this morning. Mm-hmm. Because we left one store without getting something like I had planned because they didn't have anything there that we were interested in. And I was kind of freaking out. Well, I wasn't freaking out, but I was not happy about the situation because it meant we had to go to the mall. And that worried me. That worried me a great deal. But that turned out to be painless as well. So we've really lucked out, I would say. Mm-hmm. I was a little worried with different things coming in the mail, but they've all come in. So everything's coming up Millhouse <laughs> or Rushlow. Or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, anyway. So, yeah, yeah we're happy about that. Yeah, and... we've watched. I've watched a little more Disney Plus with The Ooh. Mandalorian. Yeah, I still got to watch this week's episode. Um, yeah. Because... I've been watching a lot of The Simpsons on the yeah. on Disney Plus, actually. With The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. I've been bugging him to watch the next, the last episode. Yes. Because, because I do watch it with the audio description on. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure there's something small that happens that's really not significant to the plot or anything. But I, I but it's en- funny, you said. But I enjoy, like, what happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe they, they're able to describe that little, little thing. Because so many other things are going on. So, <laughs> so I've been asking him, like, have you watched this? And he's like, oh, it must be really good. I was like, honestly, like, I it's, it's not this, this amazing yeah episode it's just this one little thing that i want to make sure you know about because i thought it was neat and i'm pretty sure it wasn't mentioned because there were so many other things going on it was just one of those things that they could not include in the audio description now did you realize there's only two episodes left of this season next week is the second last episode oh i thought next week was the last episode so no i think next week's the second last episode and then there's one the week after Next week's episode drops early, actually. It drops on Thursday mm. because they want it. It's supposed to come yeah. out the day before Star Wars comes out. Yeah. And there's supposed to be a little preview of Star Wars at the end of it. It's a little cross-promotion going on. So it comes out on Thursday next week. So, yeah. But next week's the second-last episode, I'm pretty sure. The penultimate episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think it ends off the season, like, once the year's done. I don't know when the second season is supposed to come out. They've already started filming. Uh, they did a while ago, actually, because Ming-Na Wen from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to be a regular character on the second season. So, it's pretty exciting stuff. She's going to be a regular character for next season? I'm pretty sure they said regular. At least reoccurring, but I, I'm pretty sure they said regular. Because uh, her character was kind of killed off. What? Ming-Na Wen? Yeah. She hasn't even been on the show yet. Yes, she has. She has? When? She was the... Okay, when he teamed up with that other bounty hunter. Yeah. And went after that, like... Oh, that's who that was? Yeah, that's who it was. Oh. No, I don't know. So I thought she was supposed to be dead. Maybe I'm incorrect. We'll have to take a look at that. (laughs) My apologies if I spoiled anything for the second season of The Mandalorian. Sorry about that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll look it up after. After we're done recording, we'll eat dinner and I'll watch this episode and we'll look it up. What do you think about that? That works for me. Okay. So with that being said, why don't we get to our topic of the week? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Snap into a Slim Jim. (laughs) 
So we're going to talk about me trying to get into college. And now you have an idea of how you wanted to handle this episode, this podisode, because uh, I asked you earlier today, we were discussing it and you're like, I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, what? And you're like, I want to just like do it when we record. And I was like, oh, okay. So you know how you want to do this then. And you were like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's good. Because we're going to save it all for the for the podisode when we mm-hmm. record it. So yeah, the floor is yours now. You're ready. So let's go. Y'all ready for this? <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Okay, yeah. I am, in fact, ready for this. <laughs> what? I am. All right. I'm, I'm being truthful. So now for most people, they apply to college. They do. They apply, they get accepted, or they get rejected based on what they can do. Now, I hear you were very sly, Mr. Rushlow. I was. Well, I should probably fill in... How did you get in? Well, hold on. I should probably fill in some background information before we we start telling that part of the story. Um, I know I just kind of derailed everything after... I let you have the floor and kind of run with how we were going to do things, but uh, I just want to fill in some background information. Uh, who's running this interrogation, Mr. Rushlow? Oh, I'll answer your question. There you go. Mrs. Rushlow. I'll do that. But first, I just want to, uh, if you listen back to episode 15 of the podcast, and we were calling them episodes back then, so I said that correctly. Uh, it's the episode about how Mark learned to be blind. And uh, essentially, it talks about how I got my computer with narration software and how I got assessed for that and everything. So after that happened in the fall of, I think, 2002, um, my, I had a boss uh, in high school. I, had a, I did a co-op placement in high school. Basically, uh, for school credit, I got to work somewhere for that semester in school. I didn't get paid, obviously, because it was high school, but uh, I got to do a job doing web page design, which was originally what I was going to go into college for. And then I got sick and I lost my eyesight. And yeah, so that you can catch that in past episodes of the podcast. We talk about it in a few different ones. But anyway, long story short, um, in 2002, I got the computer with the narration software and my boss came to see me at home and we were talking in that and he wanted to see what I could do with the computer and that. And at the end of the conversation, he said, do you think you might be able to do something for the website that I used to work on? And we kind of brainstormed a couple of ideas. So I started to work on a newsletter and send that out. Uh, I was in charge of, there was a software. We made sure it was accessible with my computer. And basically it just um, kind of filtered out spam and took in new subscriptions to the mailing list and everything. And then I was in charge of putting together the different items into an email and sending them out to the mailing list. So I did that. And then eventually that led to me writing articles on the website uh, that we had. It was LakeshoreOntario.com. It doesn't exist anymore. But uh, yeah, I started writing articles for that. And I really started to enjoy it. So uh, that kind of led into, I don't know what year that would have been, I guess 2003-ish, early 2004. How are you supposed to tell this story if you don't know the years of things, Mark? Yeah, because you never forget anything. I'm not the one being interrogated right now. Well, you didn't interrogate me about that part. Can we just stick to the question, how did you get (laughs) to college? I'm still filling in the background information. So hold on. Hold on. It's just, it's not that cut and dry. That's what I'm trying to tell you. So, you're really ruining my flow here. I'm trying to tell this story as concisely as possible. Anyway, so where was I? Where was I? You interrupted. Now I can't remember. Um, yes. So I started writing articles for this website, and uh, I became interested in joining the journalism program at our local college. So uh, essentially, I I went and I saw a guidance counselor there and to find out some of what they offered. And uh, it was actually my boss who brought me 
he was very supportive of everything. So I talked to them and they mentioned the journalism program and everything. And uh, he actually knew somebody who was a teacher in that program. Uh, she was an editor of the local paper. And uh, she actually wrote articles for our website as well under a pseudonym. And uh, so I talked to her. I had a meeting with her um, to talk about the program and that. And she said, like, it sounded like... I would be okay, like, I should be able to do the stuff in the program. So I went ahead, and I believe, I'm trying to think if I, no, I didn't apply. I contacted the head of journalism at the time, and I wish I still had the email, because I did save it for a long time, and before we recorded this episode, I went on my computer and I looked to see if I still had a copy of it, and I don't, unfortunately. Because if I had, I was going to post it in the show notes with the name redacted, obviously. But uh, basically, she replied back to me and said that since I couldn't see and, like, fulfill all of the program requirements because there was photography, she didn't see any... She Like, I wouldn't be able to take the program or whatever. Or no, wait. I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> it's all coming back to me Mr. now. Mr. Rushlow, it's, yeah, it sounds I know. like you're changing your yeah, story. Yeah, I know, right? It's, it's, it's several years ago, so it's oh, like... Oh, my goodness. I, I think I applied, and then they got, like, the... Um, what was it? The I don't know what department in the college. They got back to me and said, the head of journalism said that because I wouldn't be able to meet the requirements of the course because there was photography and different things that um, I wouldn't be able to take it. So I emailed the head of journalism and I asked if we could at least meet up to discuss things or whatever. And she emailed me back and refused to even meet with me because she said that since I wouldn't be able to meet the requirements, she didn't see a point in meeting, meeting me at all so she like basically just like totally totally pushed me aside kind of thing like brush me off like you are not coming in here so mr rushlow what was your reaction i was not happy did did you send death threats no i did you oh no why would i do that individual yeah why would i do that that's just more and more it seems like there needs to be a psa (laughs) it reminds people you do not threaten people with bodily harm or death. <laughs> Why? Why does there need to be a PSA for that? We weren't even talking anything about that. I wasn't even thinking it until you mentioned it. That's because you're a good person. Well, thank you. I like that. I like that. I just think it's crazy now how many times on you read a story about someone and That's they've true. done something and it's like, and now there's death threats. And it's like, whoa, like, how do we jump to that part? How do we get there? <laughs> that escalated quickly. Okay. They mm-hmm. did a bad thing. Yes. I'm a little surprised that we're we're willing to have a lynch mob going out there. Now. <laughs> I, I thought we had grown past that part. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah, exactly, right. So uh, yeah, so that's what happened. Basically, uh, she sent me an email and told me that uh, she she refused to even meet with me to discuss anything to see if there was a compromise we could reach. So uh, essentially, what happened was. A friend of mine, she was still working at the high school, and she was talking with my old co-op teacher uh, who oversaw that program, and she was fired up. I was one of her favorite students, obviously, because I'm awesome. And uh, so she was kind of fired up about it, but she has a lot of connections because she has to, as a co-op teacher, to get people placements in different different industries and stuff like that. So she actually knew somebody who was on the – who was – part of the uh he was like a chairperson at the college and so she talked to him about it and she had him in her office um one day she called me up and put him on the phone with me and he basically told me apply for the program because they won't know you're blind if you just apply normally and once you've been accepted they can't refuse you entry yeah based on your disability right because you have all of the necessary criteria criteria to enter this program. So I went ahead and did that, and I got accepted into journalism. that's how you snuck your way in. It is, but that's not the end of it. You made sure you had the right credentials and prerequisites. Mm -hmm. I I earned it. It's crazy. So so you did it like any other individual would have. Is that how you did it? Is that how you did it? 
I'm turning this questioning around on you. Yeah. Yeah. You you had an I easy was, time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You didn't you didn't have to jump through hoops and email the head of journalism. No, I didn't. And try to get a meeting just to be refused. No. When I went into graphic design, you had to put in a uh, portfolio though. Okay. Well, that makes sense had because to, that's uh, art. I mean, yeah, it's, and you had to be yeah. approved based on your portfolio. Mm. And I had never done one of those, so I had uh, actually called up someone from high school that I hadn't talked okay. to in a while. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know I haven't talked to you in a while, but I do know you had to do a portfolio when you went into <laughs> right. like, college. So can you give me any pointers? So he gave me some help on like, okay, you need to have like this and that. and Yeah. So there you go. So yeah, they didn't give you a hassle because you're sighted. Apparently, apparently with blind people, however, if they can't take photos, they're done. Mm-hmm. So anyway... That was not the end of my ordeal, unfortunately. Um, they eventually realized that I was blind, and all of a sudden I got a phone call. <laughs> because they realized what they had done. They accepted me and realized, hey, he's blind. He can't do everything in this course. Like, what? how's this going to work? So I actually got a... Uh, I ended up going to the college. Luckily for me at that time, uh, by that time, the head of journalism who refused to meet with me was retiring. So she was on her way out by then. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to worry about so that. So you waited until the old bat was gone. Well, I didn't know at the time that she was <laughs> retiring. So it, it was kind of like a lucky circumstance, I guess. Mm-hmm. So uh, the head of creative arts and sciences at the college uh, ended up meeting with me and we talked and she's like, well, you can't fulfill everything in this program, but we can let you in and take the classes individually but you'll get a uh, a general arts and sciences certificate. Like, I wouldn't get a journalism diploma, but I could take the classes mm-hmm. in the journalism program. So, I mean, for me, I saw that as... <laughs> I saw that as a foot in the door. So I accepted the terms because I figured, um, you know, I'll get what I can get now and... If I have to fight for whatever down the road, I'll get I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. But I have to show that I'm at least willing to work with them. That's the way I viewed it. I know some people would just raise hell and basically say that, oh, you're impeding on my rights or whatever. Like, there's different ways you can approach a situation like that. And I'm not saying either way is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I just figured the more constructive way to do it would be to get into the college first and kind of prove myself and show them that I could do the work and then maybe down the road we'd be able to figure out a way to complete everything and like have this compromise and and find a way so that all parties walked away from it feeling good about the situation you know what I mean Mm -hmm. you Um, didn't want to feel like you didn't want anyone feeling like you used them or yeah and I also didn't want to upset anybody I didn't want to be rude to anybody because at the end of the day if I'm getting accepted into that college to do anything I still have to deal with these people so Mm -hmm. it's you go in and you raise all kinds of crap well like you don't want them against you from the start because you need allies when you're going through stuff like this Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be that way you should be able to be accepted and yeah ideally yeah ideally you should be able to go through the program like any other person but especially with the journalism program they didn't have any experience with someone who's blind being in that program now someone who would want to go into that program i don't think they would have the same barriers Mm. i mean i don't want to toot my own horn and say like oh i broke down doors or whatever for anybody but i don't think somebody applying to journalism at the college anymore I mean, the program's changed, mm-hmm. but I don't think somebody applying would have those same barriers anymore because mm-hmm. now they've seen that it is possible and you can make certain accommodations and have it work mm-hmm. because it just because I think like the thing that, first of all, I think the old head of journalism, they were retiring, so they just didn't care and they didn't want to take on this new thing. Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect of it. But I think a lot of times people get it into their heads that things can only work a certain way and they're unwilling to think outside the box mm-hmm. um, and and find different ways to reach the end result. I think, too, that there might be a 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not, I don't want to say bias, but I was there's that a, word, so. there's an idea that it's almost like a stereotype. Yeah, almost like that. That people with disabilities in these situations are not willing to compromise or understand the limitations that exist. Right. That, I mean, not to defend the, the woman, because obviously at the very least she should have met with you mm-hmm. and discussed if, if you were willing well, to do thing. that. Yeah. And just said, okay, well, let's sit down. Let's see what we can do here, because obviously you're willing, you're showing you're willing to work. Yeah. You're willing to, you see there's some limitations, let, let's see what we can do. And I think for some people, they just look at it like, well, if you start opening the door, people take advantage or suddenly they think like, well, they should just get everything. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, like people with disabilities understand there's limitations. Like you weren't thinking you were going to get perfect on photography because yeah. obviously there's going to be limitations. There. Yeah, exactly. There is no way that someone who is completely blind will have as good uh, photos as someone who can see 100% perfectly. Yeah. There's just no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. And I understand what you're saying. And I never went into it thinking that way. Like, I never went into it thinking like... Well, yeah, but I... What, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, somebody who doesn't know that isn't going to realize... Um, I'll say like you though, like that, that was the thing that upset me is the fact that they wouldn't even meet with me Yeah, to talk about it because it's like, you don't even know me. So like, you don't know how I'm coming at it. Yeah. So to me, at you least know. like the courtesy is to at least meet somebody and see where they're coming from. Yeah. And that's, that's the idea yeah. I had going in. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes people get this idea, even with not even just disabilities, but with different things like, uh, with, uh, you know, whether or not a woman can do something, they just look at it like, well, there's no point they're, They think they can just do anything. And it's like, no, what they're saying is let's sit down Yeah, because I'm willing to work with you here and show you what I can do. Yeah. And then we can figure this out. Uh, when you when I hear stories about people who, you know, they're in wheelchairs, but they, they don't get the job interview because, oh, no, like, yeah, you're in a wheelchair. Like, how are you going to do this job? Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it's like, well, yeah, but do you not realize, like, I have the ability to problem solve to the extent, like, I know exactly yeah. how I'm going to get work every day. I know exactly how this is going to work. I know exactly how that's going to work. I can do this. I can do that. Like, let me tell you what I can do mm-hmm. and show you how little limitation there is. And then we can work around this part. Like, like, yeah. And I almost wonder too, like, uh, the old head of journalism, like putting, like playing devil's advocate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe she did have another experience with somebody where she got burnt. Mm-hmm. You Like, I never thought of it that way. But maybe, you know, because I have seen people on the internet, and I might get some flack for this, I don't know, but uh, going on different forums for uh, people using, like, blind people using different technology and stuff, you'll see people talking about games and stuff, and they expect something like Pokemon Go, they're all upset, oh, well, they should make it accessible for everybody, and it's, or, like, they should go back and make uh, old Nintendo games accessible, and it's like, you, you can't do, like, it's visual. You can't do, not everything can revolve around every need. And like, I understand that. Like there's a cost associated with it. There's different things that come to it. And that's how I approached it. I realized, hey, they're not going to turn everything upside down for me. But if there's a different way we can work things that make sense for everybody, at least we can, we can try doing something and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's not like I'm not, it's not like I'm going to college for free. I'm paying the tuition. I'm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm having to spend the money on all the books still, which is another crock because basically you just get the books and you bring them and they tear them all apart and they scan them. So I couldn't even resell them after I was done with them. Mm-hmm. And like with other things, they need to get like an audio copy of the book. They have to contact the manufacturer and a lot of them don't make them anymore or 
that takes so long to get the audio copy that it's basically useless because they get it in by the time the semester's done. Mm-hmm. So like there's different things like that too. So it's it's uh, there's so many like extra things that are associated. So I understand to an extent where people are coming from, but like everybody has to be willing to meet in the middle and kind of figure out how to work it both ways. Mm-hmm. And the fact the fact that the old head of journalism didn't even want to have that conversation that's really what fired me up to pursue it even more. Yeah, cause because it was that, that dismissal. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I have a thing I, I've said before, and that's uh, you can disagree, but don't just dismiss. Well, and the and the thing it's I like, think you can you can disagree that this, but if you just dismiss it, you're not seeing the other side. Like, yeah, you know. And, and no offense to you, but like I think the thing that a lot of sighted people don't realize is when something like that happens to you, like it makes you feel. I don't want to say, like, less than human, but like it almost makes you feel subhuman. Like, you're not as good as other people. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, I'm not even going to bother meeting with you because I don't see the point in it. It's well, yeah. like, that's a slap in the face because it's, I can't see, but it doesn't mean I'm stupid. Like, I can still do things and stuff. And, like, even if that's not how she intended it, that's how it comes across. That's how it makes you feel. Mm. Because it's basically saying, like, because of this, you're not as good as any other person who could come into this program. And that's Mm. not the truth. I was better than a lot of people in that program. (laughs) And I'm not Not afraid. No, I I will do my horn because I'm Mm. not afraid to say it. There's a lot of people in that program who shouldn't have been there. I mean, you saw it by from the from when we started to the last year. Like it went down to certain classes having to be like divided into four separate groups into like by the end it was one group because mm-hmm. people couldn't cut it yeah so like and meanwhile i'm being told that i can't even meet with the head of journalism because hey you know i don't see where this is going to lead to anywhere mm-hmm. it's like well like you don't know how a fully abled person is going to do in the program so why are you acting like i'm automatically gonna be terrible because i can't necessarily complete the things exactly the way that you say i'm supposed to well like i was i was uh Get fired up Jan. hinting about was no i i don't know that experience mm-hmm. but uh what i was hinting to is the fact that you know if i was looking to hire people I would definitely say that having a disability in in a way is an asset because mm-hmm. people with disabilities live in a world that is not built for them. They have to think outside the so box. So you, you are constantly problem solving. You're yeah. constantly being resourceful. You can go to every single school there is and there's not one program that will ever be able to teach from experience the way living through it does yeah so you know depending on when the disability occurred um you can have lots like years and years of experience or decades of understanding like how to maneuver and okay there's a problem here okay how do you work with people because you know it's different people you're dealing with how do you you know yeah communicate with people and get around those barriers and i mean those are the soft skills that you you can't just teach it has to be from experience yeah and i I mean look at let's look at you as an example we've been married for six years i've been with you it'll be 15 years in october Mm -hmm. and uh, like you get training at work on how to deal with people with disabilities Mm -hmm. how does that compare to the experience you have with me I mean, obviously, it's a very different thing. Like, okay, obviously, at the time, difference is a lot different. But you know what I mean, right? Like, being around it is a lot different. 
it's like anything when you have practical experience compared to what you're learning in a course or from a book or from a video or whatever it's going to be a lot different so i mean when you're around somebody who has a disability yeah they're going to be a lot better at problem solving the different issues that come along with it and maybe mm. even other issues as well because their brain is tuned to doing things that way they have to think outside the box because mm -hmm. if they don't well then they don't survive basically well, yeah like you, because you like yeah this. yeah exactly so like that's the thing like people I think don't realize they look at disabilities as a weakness instead of looking at how they can be an asset mm -hmm. like you said and and I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make and that's something that continues to happen in the job market especially yeah. And, so. and I'm willing to bet it still happens at schools and that, and mm -hmm. in colleges where there is some people that like, oh, as if they're going to be able to do this. And it's like, okay, just because they can't do it the way you're used to doesn't mean they can't get a good result or a better result. Yeah, totally. Because I have worked with people for a long time who are completely abled, and their problem-solving skills sometimes are <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why did you, like, how did you look at this and think, like, that was even going to work? Mm. And it's, you know, like, you know, and it's people not, not thinking for themselves or not thinking through a problem. And then, you know, I come home to you and it's like, oh, there's this. Oh, we can do it this way. Or how about we do this? And I'll read other stories about people with disabilities. And it's like, well, they figured out this way. Or they know how to do this. And it's like, honestly, like, can they teach some people? Yeah. <laughs> can they just guide some people I've met? Because I think we could use it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean... Well, that's where I got to there. Yeah. Um, and this is one of the reasons why I'm actually a, a big supporter of having a class in schools that, uh, I don't want to say promotes, but helps people understand uh, different disabilities so that there's less of a stigma there and more of an understanding of what you can do, a little bit of learning sign language so there's less of a, mm -hmm. a language barrier, that there's... Uh, understanding how people function. So if someone has aphasia, which is uh, difficulty or inability to uh, talk, mm -hmm. uh, that you can deal with that and blindness and all those little things so that when it finally comes into the job market or goes into college, you know, it's it's not such a, a hurdle for everyone and everyone can sort of understand, well, yeah, but they can do that just fine. I will, um, one of our friends actually, uh, brought me to, she was a leader for, uh, Girl Guides, mm -hmm. and, uh, she brought me in to talk to them about disabilities and show them different things and that. So that's something that I think is really cool. And I, I agree with you. I think that they should do stuff like that in school. Um, definitely, like you say, just to erase that stigma that comes with it. Because, I mean, we see it even when we go out, um, kids and stuff, and, like, people will stare at me and, and different things like that because they're not used to it and they don't know how to handle stuff like that, right? Yeah, because, so, you know, I, I've told you before that a lot of it, it's not people have issues with disabilities they don't you know they don't always say the right thing but part of that is not from a terrible place they're not trying no. to be a terrible person no. it's just yeah. they just don't know and i don't mean it in like they're ignorant in a way they're it's almost just, that fear of the they unknown they don't, don't know, know how to approach it they don't want to hurt anyone yeah so exactly. kids will watch because they don't get it mm -hmm. but you know if there's a little more representation if there was a little more understanding be like oh that's what he's using it for okay that's cool he can see with his cane and get more of awareness yeah. so really what we're doing is a service to society here on the <laughs> podcast this is what you're saying i think right sure yeah that's what i thought i really cracked you up there didn't i yeah all right good i like to make you laugh every once in a while you know like to like to pretend that mm. we have a joyous marriage. Yeah, but also least. the the story about you doing the getting into college and then you you contacting them after was you understood that people would uh, respond differently to you being there. Yeah, 
you know, you weren't naive about well, yeah. it and thinking like, oh, great, there's a blind guy in this class. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he can do, you know. Yeah. So it's it's not where people are unaware of things. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not going to say that I was like totally prepared for everything either. Mm-hmm. Um, once you get into the program, it's a lot different mm-hmm. than your expectations of how it's going to go. I mean... You can well, just a story about the the textbooks. I'm sure when you were yes. heading into it, you didn't think it would be that it would be kind such of a like, hassle. Yeah, exactly. Like I ended up getting them scanned and uh, put onto CD and text files mm-hmm. to go through on my computer. So um, for those who are who have never taken journalism, basically what uh, journalists use to know how to uh, write in a certain way for. Uh, for newspapers, different publications. Uh, it's called, in Canada, they call it the CP Stylebook. The CP stands for Canadian Press. Um, basically, I got whatever edition of that scanned into text files. So there were these huge text files that I had to sift through to get to the section I needed. Because, like, it's not bookmarked. There's no, like, you can't go to a direct part of that chapter. In the thing, so it was just such a pain mm-hmm. having to deal with every time on the computer. And I mean, we're gonna go more into my experience in the program in future podisodes, but uh, just uh, like I just wanted to use that kind of as uh, as something to relate how there's things that you don't even anticipate, and I think it's a lot of things that even the support systems they have in place don't anticipate that stuff. And they don't think of the practicality of it mm-hmm. because like somebody who is positioned there to help accommodate people who are in programs isn't going to think of journalism specifically, right? Because they're not part of the journalism well, yeah. program. So they're not going to know how these books are laid out and they're not going to know how these certain things work. So that's another thing that it's just... Once you get in there, like, things are different even. So, I mean, I think it takes a very special person, definitely, to um, be able to take a program, any kind of program, uh, and really see it through and deal with all of the extra stuff that that it entails because there's a lot of stuff that comes with it that you don't necessarily think of. Or at least in my case, I didn't because I didn't grow up being blind. I didn't lose my eyesight until I was almost 19 years old. So like I went through grade school and high school with my vision, at least in my left eye. So it's not something you think of. You don't grow up with it. So there's so many things that are not on your mind when you're going into that position. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So, so keeping with my theme of staying attentive to everything. Okay. <laughs> yes. You can do so much more. <laughs> You can do so much more. You can, honestly. What do you mean? Wait, what? What are you talking about? If you're more attentive and aware of the world. Oh, okay. You can do more. I thought you were just like telling me specifically, like no, out of no, the blue, you like attentive. you can do so much more. <laughs> I thought this was like a counseling session for a second there. Like you can no. do so much more. You're not pulling your weight in this relationship. No, no, no. I, I was very like, worried for a second. People in general. I'm like, why is she blindsiding me? <laughs> blindsiding me <laughs> on this podcast? I I didn't understand why you were suddenly bringing a, a an issue to the public light like that, but. So what what were you saying now that I've regained my composure here about attentiveness? That it helps out. That it makes right in general. Yeah. everybody if they're more attentive. Then yeah, it's, if you're paying more attention yeah. in that, like if people had paid more attention, I'm very aware of how many p- p- sounds I'm doing. I know. Right now. I'm we sorry. need to get you. There's some people who actually use like two pop filters. I'm starting to think that maybe we need to get you two pop filters because this episode has been I pronounce insane. my P's very well. You do. You do <laughs> too well, in fact. We, we might have to go get another pop filter to put on your mm-hmm. microphone. But anyway, go ahead. That's technical talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nerdy podcast talk. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so you're saying 
Did you lose your train of thought? Okay. I found it again. Okay. I was trying to say that, uh, as I've said before, people are almost superheroes when they are more attentive and aware to things. And that's what makes us the blind dynamic duo. If people are more aware in that, then these Mm -hmm. stigmas will, will better go away. Yeah. I'm not saying completely. Let's. Yeah. Let's not go crazy here. Yeah. There's there's ideals and there's reality. And mm. unfortunately, the reality will well, be... Well, we have to meet be, it halfway, right? Yeah, it, yeah. it's going to be a long time and everything like that. But, um, you know, that's the way to start, just being more aware. Yeah. Come on, people now. Smile on each other. How did the lyrics go? Learn to... Uh, Come on, people now. Smile on your brother. Everybody... Da, 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 gotta love one another right, <laughs> right now. now. <laughs> <sighs> so nice. We're sending out good oh, vibes no. to the world here. There's somebody crying as they listen to this. Oh no, they were Make it stop, together. make it stop, make it stop. <laughs> anyway, so is that it for this week? Do we did we cover about everything or is there anything else you would like to talk about when it comes to me entering college? Hmm. very good very good so yeah so with that it was about college i had to think real hard it's important oh it's a school of hard knocks i had my thinking brain on your thinking brain your thinking cap on that thinking brain. yeah because with the thinking brain you'd have it in not on or else it probably wouldn't work as well wow you're confusing my (laughs) thinking brain i don't know what's going on anymore or is that going in i don't know Mm. i'm so confused anyway so that does it for this week's Podizone. Uh If you if you want to find us on all the social medias, you can do so by uh, we are on Facebook at www.facebook.com/slash blindluminations. You can also find us on Twitter at blindlumination. Cut off the S because well, Twitter is mean and they don't give us an S, so that's what you got to do. And uh, as I said before earlier in the episode, if you want to see the photos from our excursion to Bright Lights Windsor and the big, uh, the big photo dump, I guess, upload, download, whatever you want to call it, that Jan's gonna do. Uh, you can find that on our Instagram, and that's at www.instagram.com/blindluminations. And uh, if you have any feedback. Uh, you want to ask us any questions, have any comments about this podcast, you want to tell us how good we are, you can do so by emailing us. Feedback at blindluminations.com. That's where you can reach us, and uh, we will we will answer you back as soon as possible. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Those are all the ways you can find us on the interwebs and contact us because we like to hear from our listeners. Let us know what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. We love that feedback. That's sweet, <laughs> sweet feedback. It's like crack, so I call it feed crack. That doesn't sound right at all, does it? I don't think it? you actually call it that. No, I, I probably, no, I don't. I definitely don't. It doesn't sound right, really. No, like feed it doesn't. crack. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds that's... like you're trying to feed crack. I was gonna say feed your butt. Because mm. that's, that's even cr- worse. Yeah, exactly. People just send that stuff now. What? People just put sun on that. Oh jeez. I don't even want to talk about that. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of our listeners who will not know what we're talking about. I'm not even gonna tell them. Mm. Anyway It's uh, basically you sunbathe in the nude, but you, you no. wanna make sure you get all of you. You really didn't have to, to even talk about it. You didn't have to. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so that that really does it for this week. Um, next week, we're going to talk about a White King Christmas. Uh, we're going to talk about the holiday season, different things we've done over the years, what we've got planned for this year, all of that fun stuff. It's called Christmas with the Blindness. Mm-hmm. We got White Canes, we got Candy Canes, all kinds of canes. Mm-hmm. It's madness. Jingle and that's what we're going to talk about next jingle week. Bells, jingle oh God, you're singing again. So you ended this. That's how you ended yeah. last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so yeah, that does it for this week. Until next time, don't be a dingleberry. Make your ear holes happy. Subscribe for free. And as always, 
keep on listening. We will talk to you later. Bye. Toodaloo. Line Luminations was created by Mark and Jeanette Rushlow. Theme music was provided by Bill Nouveau at www.nouveauentertainment.com. Make the god of blindness happy. Mark calls him blinder. Rate, review, and subscribe to Blind Luminations on iTunes or wherever great podcasts are found. This has been a Fire Teddy production. Our plan is almost complete, my love. You mean that I can dump that dead weight, Alex? Yes, my spies tell me that he's planning his proposal for Christmas Day. Little does the fool know, he is only an insect flying into our spider's web. Soon the trap will be set and he will be eaten. Ew, that's gross. My sincerest apologies, love. Perhaps my analogy was a bit crass. No, I was talking about the thought of that pathetic weakling proposing to me. He isn't worthy to kiss my feet. The only foot he's worthy to kiss is the bottom of my boot. Now let's go listen to the children caroling in the park. Can we bring some hot chocolate in a thermos? Of course, anything for you my dear. Thanks, my British beefcake. Maybe Boris will be there celebrating? One can only hope.